0: Welcome to Zephyr Yoga Inspiration. I offer these podcasts for free and your support really does make a difference and is appreciated. To make a donation, please click the link in the episode description or visit ZephyrYoga.com. Now we've been working with these kleshas. The first klesha is avidya, our own ignorance, the distorted um, distortion over the lens of our perception of our mind, our energy body, our heart, and our body, our physical body. And what happens when that distortion is present? We notice ashmita, egotism, thinking more or less of who we are, reducing us towards what we think we look like, who we think we are, what we like or don't like, you know, our judgments, our criticisms, our life experiences, is kind of reducing yourself to this limited self. And this week, we notice when we're in that, we're going to be now focusing on the third klesha, which is raga, attachment. This raga is this chasing, um, yearning, grasping, dwelling, this, this hunger of holding on, clinging, or attaching to previous experience pleasures. So reflect on what brings you pleasure. What you've experienced and what you would like to experience, again, that brings you gratification, enjoyment, and pleasure. So you might really enjoy traveling, you know. You really might enjoy doing yoga retreats, that brings you joy and pleasure. You might like going out for a really lovely meal. You might like um, going to the pub and having drinks and celebrating a success. You might like gardening, It's, it's heading towards spring and you just can't wait to go out there and dig in the earth and plant some things. You might actually, what brings you joy might be laughing with friends, It might be, you know, going shopping. It might be, um, you know, being in that creative flow. It might be reading a nice book. What brings you joy, you know? And what other kind of worldly experiences have you had and that you'd like to revisit again? Now, it is a natural response to seek out what brings you pleasure. It is a natural response, and we all have desires, yeah? We're blessed to being human, and it's a part about being human is this deep desire. You know, when you are born, you have a desire to find your mom's breast and feed. There's a desire when you're a baby to start to roll over and crawl. There's a desire to walk, to learn, to experience, to grow, to, you know, have relationships, to find belonging in a community, to find a greater purpose, to have an intimate relationship, to have sex, you know, to enjoy a well-lived life. So there's a term called boga, and this describes how we uh, enjoy, indulge, and consume worldly delights, you know of the desires of life and enjoy them fully in the yoga philosophy there are these purush these four desires we fundamentally have as humans and our point of being embodied is fulfill these desires to skillfully navigate this whole life from the beginning middle and end and these four desires the first one is dharma to know our purpose to satisfy our duties and responsibilities in this lifetime. And it changes throughout our life. The second desire is called Artha, to have the financial means, tools um, to support our purpose. You know, to have a yoga mat for me, to have camera equipment, to have a laptop, you know, those things to support your purpose in your life we desire to have. Then the third one is called Kama, like Kama Sutra minus the Sutra. But Kama is this enjoyment of the aesthetic beauty of life, nature, art, music. But it even is that enjoyment of sensuality, sexuality, procreation, relationships, intimacy, and the creativity of that which brings you that um, sensual experience of life. The last thing that we desire is called Moksha. And moksha is this spiritual liberation and freedom, the sense of trust and faith. There is this connection to that which is behind all life and that you seek that connection to where you recognize yourself in that and you experience that liberation and freedom. So desire is fine just as long as we're not attached to the outcomes. So, you're taking action for the sake of actually just enjoying fulfilling that desire rather than the attachment to the outcome. So, this is where the Kalatia of desiring things brings us these mental, emotional afflictions um, because we don't want the pleasure to end, you know? Or if it's absent, the pleasure is absent, we want more of it creating attachment. And raga, this klesha, means coloring. So we liken to a stain or the colored distortion over the lens, creating more avidya, that ignorance over the mind, the body, and the heart or your feeling body, the energy body. And raga seduces the ego in the sensory and emotional attachment to worldly pleasures and creates the ego attachment like, I like this. I want this, I need this to fulfill this void. And it creates this illusion that happiness will be attained if it is fulfilled, that pleasure button is fulfilled. And if desire is not fulfilled, then the experience of suffering arises and we feel very disappointed. We feel let down of the expectation that What brings us pleasure was going to fix us, solve that void, that pain, that dis-ease that is felt. And that reality is really hard to swallow as pleasure can never cure pain as it is all impermanent. That is the truth of reality, that everything has a beginning, middle, and end. But we get this kind of like locked into our kind of psyche because we're conditioned by society to think that if we attain this and this and this and this and this, we will arrive and we'll never experience pain or suffering again. And it's just not attainable. You know, this raga... Or attachment gets triggered when we think we won't be able to experience that certain pleasure again. So we begin craving and we form routines to seek out this pleasure and it becomes a habit and we receive reward hormones called dopamine when we perform certain routines habits, and when we act out impulsively, seeking more pleasurable experiences. This is a part of the brain called the striatum, and it's not conscious. It's unconscious, and all its, um, all its kind of drive is to seek out pleasure, and that's all it's <laughs> kind of there for. Routines, habits, and impulsivity. I want dopamine, anything that gives me pleasure. Because there's a part of our brain in the back called the amygdala, And it's the feeling part of the brain. It reacts to our feelings, to our actions. Um, It reacts to life circumstances and stressors. It even reacts when we're bored. And the brain seeks out more pleasurable experiences to kind of protect and preserve our existence. The prefrontal cortex kicks in, that's your conscious thinking brain and going, I know this isn't going to satisfy that itch, but my feeling brain so wants it right now. I want that cupcake. I want that, that Zephyr's orange trousers. And so you start thinking about how you're going to get it. The food after practice the yoga clothes that you're going to go shopping for you know the um just whatever this kind of sense that your brain is just going i want dopamine to comfort to soothe and numb this distress this pain and suffering even if it is temporary and this creates this kind of pleasure junkie where we just want more and more and then all of a sudden That one glass of wine doesn't hit the spot. You need two. And then you need, and you can see how things become more progressive. So this, in this practice, what I'm going to ask us to do is rest our eyes at one point. This is called drusti. And as you rest your eyes at one point, you'll notice when your eyes want to wander and notice what you are chasing. What you're craving what you're yearning for because you'll go i'll say rest your eyes at one point and then you, there's a part of your brain your ego that goes i think that point's going to be better and there's like this oh this desire and you like move your eyes and you go oh that didn't fix me and you go back no it's that no it was that point <laughs> no it's this point and it's really funny how we start to wake up to This unnecessary movement of the eyes constantly seeking something more pleasurable than being here whether it's the intensity of this the asana where you're the strength and the stretching and the intensity felt that you're trying to run away from or whether you're just bored because you can do the pose and you're like yeah I look very yogic but I'm gonna just fantasize about what I'm gonna do today and you get lost in the kind of pleasure button so The other little technique we're going to use is using a mantra to help contemplate that stable mind, to stabilize the mind in the the sound, the vibration, the prana pattern, as well as the meaning of the mantra. And it will be what we did last session, SO HUM. Loosely meaning I am that. That consciousness that is witnessing the pull to crave, chase, and attach for a more pleasurable point whether it is the actual physical point you're looking at or whether it's the mental emotional point where you're going to try to find something that brings you previous experience pleasures to fill the boredom or the intensity or the suffering that you're experiencing in practice. And so this is Really about the first step of dissolving avidya so you can actually become more self-aware and see what your mind does and where you go and starting to then the second step self-study this helps dissolve that egotism because you go wow look at where my mind just went oh look at where what feelings have been brought up oh look at what memories and so you ask yourself what do you crave do you crave food, alcohol, drugs, sex, shopping, gaming, social media followers, validation, um, maybe exercise, you know, uh, you know, think about what do you normally crave? And then starting to look at why do you crave it? And that self-study is key. What is going on in the moment that is drawing you to yearn for something different than what you are experiencing right now. And you might notice underneath it, it might be some upsetting memories that are coming up in practice. I don't want to feel those memories. I don't want to live that again. It might be distressing emotions. I feel fearful. I feel angry. I feel resentful. I feel, feel sad. and remembering the rasas that we did. And so starting to look at those negative emotion, well, uncomfortable emotions that bring up these kind of negative um, thoughts that circulate. Or just notice just habit, that routine that form that habit and impulsivity to just act out when you're bored or when you're left idle or when you go unconscious. Notice as you start to look into it, notice your behavior that is affected when you can't get what you want, what brings you pleasure. Notice we become irritable, unreasonable, intolerant, impatient, judgmental, either to yourself or to me, you know, um, critical, selfish, disassociated even. So in the Gita, the Bhagavad Gita, there's this part that says unfulfilled desire or raga turns into anger which leads to more ignorance more avidya so when we don't get what we want and you'll notice this when i ask you to put your eyes there and you're like but i want to itch that feels pleasurable or i want to move my eyes around notice you get a little bit of pang of like oh that anger comes up and then there's this kind of sadness because you recognize I'm finding it so hard being human. So remembering what we did in the kind of um, rasas of bringing in more courage, of love, of wonder, of joy, and then to lead you towards that, that calmness. And in this practice, you know, can we delay the gratification? Can you delay the gratification? And notice, notice what your ego does. How you reduce yourself to the attachments of the stories, the commentary, and then give yourself a hard time. Can you be nicer to yourself? You know, and how does your attachments to pleasure, your craving, color the way that you perceive this moment? I don't like this practice. I'm rubbish at this practice. And notice, who is that? What is that? And so this is the terms that we've been using is, Abhyasa and Vairagya. Abhyasa is a focused, diligent practice. You chose to practice here, right now. Not five minutes ago, not in five minutes time, but here right now. You let go of the day you've had, the, you know, the day to come and be here right now practicing. And as you practice, what you're trying to do is wake up to this moment and you observe self-study all the stuff that you are witnessing the commentary the storytelling everything that is kind of going on and you practice vairagya letting go of sensory observation stop adding to the story stop adding to the commentary and it and and lost in fantasy or thought you go oh there i am thinking again oh there i am trying to avoid this moment again oh Interesting. And in that way, you neutralize practicing remaining present, being here now, waking up to moment by moment awareness and seeing the simplicity of the practice trying to teach you that everything is impermanent, that everything has a beginning, middle and end. But what is consistent is consciousness. What is consistent is that wakefulness, that light of consciousness that is peering through your eyes and noticing what has always been there, what will always be there. And in that, we start to then awaken, and that is the point of our practice, is to awaken of how to draw that mind back home to our bodies and rest in the self as the self, awakening and freeing ourselves from this mortal coil of the imper- uh, everything that is impermanent and recognize the permanence of what is there, um, consciousness. So this is why setting an intention is so important to practice because you're going to struggle. <laughs> Life is struggle. Life is pain. That's the first noble truth. And so looking at the origin of why you're struggling and not reaching for attachment um, or your pleasure button so setting an intention will help anchor, create more meaning. So what is between you? What is that obstacle between you and feeling at one, at home, at peace, serene, connected right now? And so you form that intention. And in that, you direct your practice to actually fulfill that intention. So you can leave off this map feeling that you are clear and that you can go and do your Dharma. That you feel that you can attain the tools um, to support your Dharma. You feel that you can really enjoy the blessings of life and feel that trust and faith that it's going to be okay. So, those four fulfillment of those four desires. And, you know, this creates more meaningful connection. This creates fulfillment in our life today, a deeper contentment within, and a freedom from what is causing you pain and suffering. If you would like to continue to practice, To find out more information about the topics discussed or to donate to this podcast, please visit ZephyrYoga.com or follow the link in the episode description. I thank you.